Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to today's hot off the presses breaking news episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL, and my goodness, we might have seen Halo Infinite saved from the graveyard of dead games, folks. That's right. We're going to be talking about the breaking news that broke last night, very late last night, that the Halo veteran, someone that has nothing but wins under his belt, Joseph Staten, has taken a key leadership role at 343 Industries, and we're first going to talk about the good points. But I am telling you, this is going to get dark really quick because I got news for you folks. It's not in the story. So we're going to take a trip down one of my place, favorite places to hang out. And that's speculation town. And I think some big cuts with some big names attached to said big cuts are going to be happening. And quite frankly, in my opinion, without being an internet penis should happen at three, four, three industries. But let's get into, of course, the panel. Now, as you can see, we only have four members, including myself. That's because, obviously, Luke Lore, our very good friend, the lovely voice of the Xbox expansion pass, is teaching. And so, again, he will make an appearance every now and again on Primetime Gaming. And when he's off from school, he, of course, has promised to come back and reprise his role, filling his seat on the Xbox Factor podcast. Of course, no new updates for the Welsh gamer, he has obviously taken a bit of a hiatus, almost a year now. And he, will, of course, has, you know, I speak to him on a monthly basis. He will be back. Uh, he is just obviously playing the role of dad because his son is out of school and his wife is a nurse. And uh, he will be, again, reprising his role. And, of course, we do have our regular cast of characters. That includes someone that might be seen on a, the hot new episode of Chefs of America, please welcome Zemi Games. What's going on, dude? How you feeling? Man, I'm I'm still a little upset about the whole "Tell Me Why" situation. I, I guys, I had a little mini. You had a rant. little bit of a rant. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what? A little bit. Why don't you rant bit. on a little bit? Well, no, 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 no. I I I I want to forget about it. I'm just <laughs> gonna play it. You know, at <clears throat> I don't know here in a couple of hours, whenever you know the podcast is over, I'm, I'm over about it. I just don't understand why they thought it was a good idea to release the game at noon. Have no idea. It makes no sense to me. But anyway, super excited to be on the podcast today, Boom. The topics look amazing. Uh, this is the moment I look for look forward to every single week. I actually am running off of zero sleep right now, but I'm still super excited to be here, man. Thanks. Well, yeah, thank you for being here. Super appreciate, uh, of course, you taking the time. And, and, you know, obviously sleep is important, but it's, uh, it's great that you're here. And uh, listen, let's continue on with the introductions. Next up, on loan, or should I say on rental, because my checkbook is getting closer to zero balance because he's on so many shows in PlayStation Nation, like we know that they are. They're not cheap, mm -mm. right? They are expensive, and they expect their 50 cents per show sent to them on a prompt basis. Please welcome the voice of the trophy room, which now has its own official PlayStation 5, thanks to the talented Xbox Pope, Mr. Bad Bit. What's up, dude? Honestly, I think that's the best limited edition console I've ever seen. 
I, you, know? you know what? I may have to agree with you. I think that it, 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 it is quite eye-catching. Oh, God, it's beautiful. And that controller, my goodness. My goodness, this console could step on my chest. Hey, everybody, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, it, it, you know, the last, <laughs> the last 24 hours, man, have been a journey to say the least. I am happy, though, today to not talk about PlayStation, which, uh, by the way, Boom, you can pre-register I've done it. Pay, yeah. Oh, to pay the delegation uh, in advance. Oh, very yeah. good to know. They very haven't known. told you the price, but like they'll, you know, pre-register is gonna start eventually. So anyway, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm 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 here to talk Halo today. Yeah, and there's and there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to get to get excited about, considering that three four three industries up until yesterday around eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time was a place completely on fire. And we'll get into why that is and why this big news is significantly not only one of the best PR moves Microsoft could have personally done, but from a development point of view, bringing in someone of Joseph Staten's talents to a title that has clearly been off the rails for quite Mm -hmm. a bit is super important. And again, is can one man make a difference? Well, that's a question we're going to ask in a few, but let's continue, of course, with the newest member to the Xbox Factor podcast. He is someone that has worn multiple hats within the gaming industry, both in development and, of course, in retail. His opinion has sparked tremendous debate and good vibes from this community. Uh, VJ, I want to tell you, I've gotten quite a few DMs saying that you are a fantastic addition uh, to this program, and I want to say that I not only agree, but I want to thank you for taking the time to be here. Welcome to the show. Boom, I've got all the time in the world for you. <laughs> uh, well, that's very kind of you. Listen, dude, you, you, you've been knocking it out of the park. And like I said, uh, it, it, the, 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 someone might consider me uh, uh, someone that knows talent when he sees it. First of all, when I got a chance to work with Zemi the first time, his, his promptness is something that immediately jumped off the plate. Uh, but his passion for things like Harry Potter and some of the other games that he enjoys that are not horror, like, uh, for instance, Martha is Dead, the horror game that is coming, mm. well, <laughs> that was coming to the PS5, but now is coming to the Series X as an exclusive, which, of course, he will not play. Um, but, uh, you know, and obviously he got a chance to work with Joe and, you know, uh, trying to uh, assist with, you know, pushing his channel past 5,000 subs. Of course, Luke Lore uh, is another up-and-coming talent that just oozes personality. And, of course, you bringing your, your technical knowledge to the, to, to the table has been really good for the Xbox Factor podcast. So, you know what? Without further ado, let's, uh, let us let me just uh, say a, a big thank you to a couple of the Super Chats that have come in. First of all, Jesse Darby dropped a $5 Super Chat even before the show went live. So, Jesse, I want to thank you not only for your outstanding generosity of $5, but the fact that you were here early and that you were hanging out, hopefully you're still in here. He says, good morning, boom. We also have another super chat that have that, that came in from um, DJ Birdo DOS for $2. Thank you for your generosity, my brother. He says, I can only be here for the first hour. Let's get it. Well, you're going to you're going to get fireworks, my brother. And a good friend and very generous friend of the show, Eagles fan 76 shows his generosity once again with a $5 super chat and says 343 needs new caretakers for Halo 
when you have to bring people back to help run the run the game that tells me you don't have the right people in charge. Well, wait till you hear what Mr. Boomstick XL has to say about the current staff members at 343. You might be slightly surprised, potentially even fall out of your, your chair. So let's go. In what I am calling the biggest blockbuster move for at least Microsoft in the second half of 2020, they have uh, officially announced that Halo veteran Joseph Staten is here to get Halo Infinite back on track. And this is coming from a very reputable site. Now, everyone is running with it, but it originally was um, was uh, uh, reported upon at Bloomberg News. And, of course, this was written by uh, Diana, uh, Diana uh, Bass, as well as Jason Schreier, obviously formerly of Kotaku, who now works at Bloomberg News. And the Halo icon is making his return. As, and get this, folks, this is where, this is where you're going to get into the bit of the weeds and spill some tea live on the air. He, he is here as part of a wider reorganization to steer the game back onto the right path. Now, the first thing I'm going to say that I got from this story uh, was that Halo was, is, and will potentially always be the face of the Xbox platform. Now, this move solidifies it, in my opinion. With all of the negative, a negative outcry from, from the fans, including myself, and I have been quite tainted, if you will, in my assessment of 343 and Microsoft, for that matter, on how they handled what I think was the biggest blunder in the company's history. I, I mean, folks, listen, I, if you're here for me to sugarcoat this shit for you, you turned into the wrong show because <laughs> I am here to tell it like it is. And, and, and before I get into the story, I, I really want to just I really want to press this button. You tune into this program for a couple of things that are important to me as a as a person, but more importantly, as a content creator. First and foremost is integrity, okay? You want me to tell you the truth. You don't want me to lie to you and try and cover things up because if that's the case, then I'm just an IGN or a Kotaku or a GameSpot, and I'm none of those, okay? I will cheer Microsoft to the high heavens and lie in a puddle so uh, Phil Dominus Maximus, soon to be Aurelius Spencer, don't dirty his, his pretty kids. But when they make a mistake, and it is a mistake the size of a Halo Infinite mistake, if you do not address this, then you are a part of the problem. Okay? Again, cheer when they win, boo when they don't. That's life. That's sports. That's pizza. Throw any any anything in there. Your meatball sandwich. It sucked today. Well, tell the chef that it sucked. Because if you don't tell him it sucked, next tomorrow when you will get your meatball sandwich, it's gonna suck again. Unless so, I'm the chef, then don't say that to me because then I might cry. Well, listen, Zami, you you but see, that's the thing. You're not making a bad meatball sandwich. Well, I, I, I can depend on that. Well, so see, that's why I would cry. <laughs> but listen, let's get back to the story at hand here. Now, Joseph Staten, uh, who is, of course, just being taken off of Tell Me Why. And that game, like poor Zemi, was expecting to play at midnight last night mm -hmm. and was told promptly that he couldn't play until mm -hmm. the 12, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. 
he was a bit miffed, and and for good reason. It's a game that he's looking forward to. It's a game that I'm going. I believe is going to score in the very high 80s, potentially low 90s. Donut is a a a a. a, a, a what I what I like to believe the new and better version of Telltale, right? Like mm-hmm. they know how to tell a story. They know how to incorporate graphics and control with their products. Uh, and th- and this is obviously an exclusive to Microsoft. It's obviously in Game Pass day and date of its, of its release. And it's a game that a lot of people are looking forward to. So he was overseeing that title. And that immediately tells me that tell me why is going to be phenomenal because whatever this man touches seems to turn to gold. Now, obviously, he was at three four three. You know, um, yeah, he was. I mean, at three four three, he was at Bungie during the days of Halo Combat Evolved, Halo Two, Halo Three, my favorite Halo of all time, and Halo. ODST, which comes in at a very close second for me personally. And what's interesting is the story talks about how he, that again, unnamed sources that because they want to obviously save their identities from getting in trouble. According to four people familiar with the plans who, who again, asked not to be named and are not public yet, the company is, is looking, of course, talking about Microsoft to shift leadership within 343 Industries, and and it's a necessary evil, folks. I mean, listen, I met Bonnie Ross. I think Bonnie is very smart. I think she's very passionate, but I'm going to be honest and I'm going to be blunt. After the Halo Master Chief debacle, now, now granted, it's great now. It's great now. It wasn't when it launched. Again, Halo 4, the single player, fan-freaking-tastic. Multiplayer, the bread and butter, basically, Halo, after Halo 2, was was hot garbage. Move to five. Graphically, very impressive. Story, again, hot garbage in my opinion. If you disagree, well, that's fine. That that's great. That's the great thing about agreeing and disagreeing. We can still be friends, right? So hot garbage. Not where I come from, I hate you. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I mean, listen. Everyone has a different opinion, and I, and I love you, Joe. So even if you hate me, I still oh, love you. Okay, I like you know what? Apples. You know what? I love you too. <laughs> I'm sorry. And of course, of course, Halo Infinite. The delay. Now, the game, the gameplay, we've all talked about it to where blue in the face looks fun. It looks fantastic. It looks like Halo Combat Evolved. And I think that's what they were going for. And I'm okay with that, right? I'm okay with that. Uh, the story, the story which started, of course, with Halo Wars is going to involve Atriox, his lieutenants. Uh, the Earth is gone, right? They lost. They lost. So now this is this is this is like a, 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 a Empire Strikes Back kind of a, a story, right? They they lost, and we don't know how they lost because they're going to tell that story. So the story seems like it's potentially going to be one of the better stories in a very long time. But folks, I mean, the the, the evidence is there. I mean, I even have a Craig um, a emoji if you're a channel member, okay. It is a meme that everyone I, – I think what they should do is run with it. Craig be made one of the lieutenants for Atriox. He should become a mainstay. He should become the Carmine of the Halo series that he has brother after sister after brother. And, and every Halo moving forward, we're going to get to meet a new Craig. 
right? That would be pretty <laughs> awesome. I, said, Please, I, think, yes. I, think they, I think they should do that. I think they should absolutely incorporate Craig into the uh, look, look, there it is. Sean Carpenter is <laughs> Sean Carpenter. We have Darren Najak. Uh, we also have, he did again, he, he dropped, of course, the uh, the awesome um. <laughs> Craig, uh, oh my God! So listen, anyway, let, let let let's get back to the story at hand. Let, let, let let's let's get back to the seriousness of of this particular move. Listen, uh, Zemi, I I have to go to you first on this mm. because I, I I stayed up past midnight. I wrote this topic uh, because obviously Joe was nice enough to drop it into the uh, DM. I think it was like eight or eight or nine o'clock. It came in, and I started reading it. I, I talked to uh, Lord Cognito. We were talking uh, about an hour last night, and this was a move that I think, again, public relation wise, needed to be done. We we yeah. needed we needed to stabilize the plane to get the, to, to to do the right things to get this game. Uh, back to where it needs to be. It needs to look like a next gen title, okay? Uh, and, and if you if you listen to RDX, and I think everybody here probably does, they uh, dealer and those guys talked about how there are so many games that are currently much better looking and 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 semi open world like Halo is going to look that have that there, there's a there's a reason why this game failed before it started, and that is at the leadership role. In your opinion, bringing in Joseph Staten. Is that is is that is that potentially the saving grace for the the face of the Xbox brand? Well, let's just be honest. At this point, it can't do any more harm, right? Yeah. Um, no. At, at the beginning of this, you actually said a statement that really kind of stood out to me. You know, can one man save Halo? And I think a lot of that kind of comes down to you know the resources that this one man is get you know is given you know um, because we 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 don't know a lot of the going ons really still at three four three or just at you know uh, Microsoft's marketing team we don't know what was said to Bonnie Ross or what was said to this person or that person we don't really know one hundred percent where you know the blame should really fall right we 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 can gather you know we can speculate but we we don't 110% know we're not flies on the wall so i think you know ultimately can one man can you know joseph staten can he save halo i think a lot of that comes down to the resources that he's given and and how much faith is put into him but I will also say this, you know, for, for a very, very long time, you know, even, uh, you know, probably about a year ago, whenever I was going through the Master Chief collection, playing through Halo 1, playing through Halo 2, Halo 3, you know, once I got past, um, once I, well, Reach wasn't there. So once I got past ODST, I, I, I moved on to 4 and I thought to myself, man, I wish Bungie was still making Halo. And we, of course, can't have Bungie making Halo, but having Joseph Staten might be just the next best thing. Yeah. Um, because he is a, a a a huge person of you know what made Halo Halo. He wrote a novel, uh, the fourth novel I believe in in you know the uh, in, in the Halo book series, and so he knows his lore. He you know was I think the cinematic director or the director of cinematics or whatever. He's yes. he definitely knows his stuff. He's a smart guy. He 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 obviously cares about the Halo franchise and 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 is very knowledgeable on the halo franchise so i think it makes a lot of sense to get him you know uh microsoft you know already has him working for him um uh, i i believe right so just having him transfer over to 343 i think makes a lot of sense um because let's just be honest 343 has not really done anything that has really super impressed its fans so far you know yep. like you were saying leading up into this yes um Master Chief Collection, a tragedy, right? Yes, they fixed it, but you know what? How long did it stand broken? 
way Years. too long. Yes. Exactly. And, 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 and furthermore, you know, just because you fixed the title doesn't excuse you screwing it up in the first place. Right. Um, and then, you know, there's Halo 4. You know, the storyline was really, really good. Uh, multiplayer sucked. Opposite with Halo 5. I know Joe disagrees, but I agree with you. You know, the storyline, there were certain things in the story of Halo 5 that were really, really good that I really, really enjoyed, mostly whenever I was playing as Master Chief. But, you know. When was that? <laughs> that way it wasn't often i'll tell well, you that the opening the opening was really good uh, uh -huh. you know you know on the spaceship with blue team that was awesome that almost made me cry like whenever i saw chief and kelly and fred and all of them like i was like oh god master <laughs> chief's back with his buddies oh this is so great and then and then we transitioned to hunting my main man john 117 and then it just went downhill from there um but yeah i i think I think 343 has a lot of issues. I really, really hope that this move fixes or corrects, you know, you know, a lot of those issues and we get Halo back on the stage where it needs to be and bring Halo back and we all enjoy Infinite in 2021. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great point. Listen, but uh, Joe, before I get to you, brother, I got to catch up some of the Super Chats. First of all, one came in and nearly made me fall out of my chair. First of all, D Duplicant drops an outstanding $2 Super Sticker and says, hey, you. And I say, hey, you, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you so much for your generosity. But more importantly, thanks so much for being here. And, of course, a very overly generous uh, to the point where it could potentially make me cry live on the air. Master Clowns X3 drops an outrageous... $50 super chat and says making a difference here out here mr boom keep at it uh excellent panel will do thank you for being here thank you for the kind words but of course thank you for the outstanding and very generous $50 super chat we have eagles fan who drops another outstanding $5 super chat and says this all I really care is this game is done right. Story and graphics are on point. If Joseph gets it right, would you make him an offer to run 343? Well, Eagles fan, <laughs> get ready for what I think is happening, okay? Because you're going to be quite shocked. Uh, Sean Murray, who was here early, thanks, Sean, for being here. And thank you for your outstanding $5 hoop chat. And he says... At Double Barrel Gaming, are we talking about the greed of Activision as well in today's topics? You know what? It actually wasn't one of the main topics, but we can kind of touch on that for a hot second because that is, it, again, it's it's so typical, folks. It, it, it just harkens back to why, and again, we're not going to get into it, why in my heart of hearts we need Microsoft to get by WB, right? And, and I say that not from a selfish Xbox fan's point of view. I say it from a consumer's point of view. You do not want these franchises that we know and love falling into the hands of 2K, Activision, or EA. They're all scumbags. They have do not. There are the atypical corporations that care nothing about their fans, and all they care about is the money. We saw 2K do it. They're charging hundred dollars for the both versions, so you can get the so so you can get the free quote unquote free version. Same thing with Activision. Now, of course, ten dollars to get the uh, the 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 upgrade version isn't bad per se. I still think that they should do it for free, like Avengers is doing it, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla is doing it, like Far Cry 6 is doing it, like um, Cyberpunk 2077 is doing it, but they are making a profit off of it, and people are going to line up to get it. 
it's unfortunate. But we will hopefully uh, try to get to that. But listen, uh, the one thing I want to say, Mr. Bed, but as we close in on 300 people already here in the live chat, which is amazing. Uh, this story that was broken originally by Jason Schreier and Miss ba Miss Base, uh, it, it suggests some real, real important moves. And this is where we're going to get a little dark here, folks. Um, obviously, it talks about Joseph Staten taking a key position within 343. Now, it doesn't say he is now the head of 343. Do I, but but that is what they're telling us. What I believe has happened, and again, this is just my personal opinion, is that the people responsible for the movers and shakers within 343 have been relieved of their command, given given the 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 or deemed uh, no confidence tag. And I would be one of those people if I was at if I was at Microsoft and if I was sitting with Phil Spencer at the big table, I would have done this a while back. I think you have to go based on what they have done. The, and, and as in life, it's all about what have you done for me lately? And quite frankly, it's been failure after failure after failure. Okay. And that's a problem. And you know what, you know what I was listening um, to uh, my brother, Lord Cognito, who was a guest on Podcast Unlocked. Now, I understand a lot of people dislike Ryan McCaffrey. And, and you know what? I used to love the dude. And you know what? I, I, I don't agree with some of his stuff, but I, I am there to support my brother. My brother, you know, and of course, that is Lord Cognito, head of the Iron Lords podcast. He was a guest. And that's a big deal for his channel. It's a big deal for him. And they were talking about how... There has not been a win per se for three four three since taking over, but this is where the this is Joe. This is where the conversation gets really interesting, and I think it puts our frustration and complaints into perspective. Yeah. If by some chance this game did not come out to twenty twenty two, and that's not going to happen, it's coming out in holiday 20, 2021 to celebrate. The 20th anniversary. I, I I believe that's what this is going to They have 15 months to get it right. And I believe Joseph is going to get it right. Right. But with that said, if that happens, Joe, 343 Studios will have had the Halo franchise as long as Bungie did. Right. Now, folks, th think think about this for a second. I just want you to I want to put this into perspective. Now, Joe, I want you to run crazy with this. Okay. I like okay. running crazy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bungie put out five games mm -hmm. in a 10-year in, in a decade, and they were all complete winners. Every fucking one of them. Right? I'm Three, trying to four, think of a bad one. Okay. Yeah, nothing comes to mind. There's nothing. There is oh. nothing. Three, four, three. Well, the evidence has been spoken. I don't have to say it again. So just again, before, before I start getting the hate mail, I know I'm going to get it. Oh, boom. You're just a, you're becoming the naysayer of the Xbox. No, I'm a real fan, folks. Okay. Because when you have as much Halo shit as I have, when you have the original OG Xbox, the Combat Evolved Edition in storage like I do, then come talk to me. Until then, we're not going to compare dick sizes because mine is bigger. I'm, 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 I'll say that right now. So if you don't like this, you don't like this negative talk, you are a part of the problem. 343 needs some change. 
and now we're going to see it. And again, this is just the tip of the iceberg at 343. I think heads are rolling as we speak. And I'm not saying I want to see people lose their job, Joe. What I'm saying, there you go. Look at that. And you know what? I was going to buy that. I was yeah. going to yeah, I was definitely going to buy that. But I just, I, I, until I get a bigger place, I can't. I, look at this. Halo, and he's a fan, folks. So, Joe, listen. Yeah. From, a, from a Halo fan's perspective, someone uh -huh. that just recently yeah. went through the entire collection with sure. Luke Lore, who mm -hmm. just put up some unbelievable videos of you destroying the universe in Halo Wars 2. Mm -hmm. How big of a deal is this for you that Joseph Staten has returned the prodigal son has returned to Halo. First off, look at how this thing re reloads. You got to go through the stock in the back and then slap it in. You know? That's yes. cool. This is cool, guys. All right? This is my... I'm, what I'm showing you is my Second Amendment right. God-given <laughs> right. I love it. All right? And, I yeah, I keep this thing on me, all right? I keep this thing on me everywhere I go. Um, I'm going to say a couple of things. I'm gonna def we're gonna go on a roller coaster, is what I can promise you. So <sighs> measuring Bungie to 343 in terms of like game releases, um, I would say development, not to say like it was easier or whatnot, but um development was different back then. Game sizes and scope were was a lot different. You know, Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, uh, relatively smaller games for it if we're diving into it then you know halo 4 halo 5 was so i'll give 343 the benefit of the doubt there but at the end of the day all those games guys really good and i'll, and I'll say this too about halo in general never been a bad game there's never been a game i've played going this is just awful right like i've no Halo's been a five. You know what I'm saying? It's They've been solid experiences. But what I would argue is four and five were not flagship experiences, right? You know, when you take a look at Nintendo, when you take a look at Legend of Zelda, um, Mario, those are flagship experiences. You're looking at them going, oh, shit. I know I'm going to have... Uh, I know I'm getting the, the, the premium of a platformer or action uh, game like, like Zelda or Mario, we're not getting that anymore from Halo. Uh, it right. feels like that's, other that's a great point. Great point, dude. Other shooters are kind of advancing along and Halo is staying stagnant. Maybe is, is the word to, to use here. So when I take a look at Halo, I feel that they're, they're chasing rather than leading um, as great of point. right now. So when I hear uh, Joseph Satin coming in to the project, I have hope. Um, I, I have hope that it's going to be right. That yes, like this is this. I think at this point screams, you know, twenty twenty one. Because now, yeah, it's twenty years of Halo. Let's let's you know kick it off with a bang. And from what we've learned about game development is that the game usually shapes up within the final year of development uh, in terms of these big AAA releases. So I have faith it's going to be 2021. But if it's more than that, take out many, however time you Yeah, that, you know what, that, that actually was going to be my next question. Yeah. Hypothetically, let, let, okay, because as it stands today's date, mm -hmm. right? To, as, as of today's date, sure, we are 15 months given and a couple of days away from technically, right? Yeah. 
the 20th anniversary of Halo. And 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 why this again? While you're talking, I'm loading shells. That's what we call it. Yeah. Do you go load as many shells as you want, brother? Yeah. Okay. So again, we we are at a point where the disappointment really can't get any worse, right? The Halo was supposed to be a launch title. They told us it was delayed. Most of us were absolutely okay with it because we want the best Halo possible, right? Yeah. And if they told me that Green. they needed in, they needed the first Green. quarter of 2022 to release it, I would be disappointed but not devastated. Uh, of course, I, I think that um, from, from a storybook point of view, Folks that are here, and we're 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 over three hundred twenty-five people here. From a storybook point of view, right? From 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 a, a, a the best novel that you have read in the past ten years, kind of a way. The combination of the delay, a Halo game not releasing with the system, right? A big shakeup at three four three. People moved that were keeping the, the the franchise in neutral, not not advancing it like Joe said. Having Joseph Staten come back and then release the 10 out of 10 Halo that we all expected to be on November 15, 2021, along with a, lo a long line of important things, a, a custom console, right, a mm. custom controllers, a custom headset. You know, yeah, you know you're going to get all that yeah, stuff with but it. Yeah. It would be the storybook ending for what potentially started out as a disaster. What 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 are your thoughts on that, Joe? So first off, while I was put while I was loading in the shelves, practicing good gun safety. Look, it's not pointing out the audience or myself or you. <laughs> you can have look at that. Look at that. You, the little bolt that you cock back. You, I love you it. need you need to shoot Nathan Drake off that off that uh off that shelf. No, we don't want to shoot Nathan. No, we don't shoot want something. To... I want to see you shoot it. I mean no, the, it's battery operated. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, I have hope. That, and and like like looking like I've been real with you so far. I'm not getting a Series X at launch. Don't feel like there's a point because I wanted the Halo with this. I I, oh. I and I see your point. I absolutely see your point. When when you say oh like there's gonna be a Halo edition, guys, you know. I'm waiting for Halo. I'm not saying I'm not never buying a Series X. I'm waiting for Halo because right. God knows there's going to be a John 117, you know, limited edition, yep. green controller, green tower power, and I'll get that, and I'll save my 500 or maybe even 400, maybe it drops price, who knows, in a year. But, like, I'll, I'll, I'll drop my money down then, and then that's totally fine. That's what, you know, at the end of the day, Xbox wants. So, like, to me... I have hope that this is going to be good. I, I feel like this is a Dave Filoni, Kathleen Kennedy situation here. Mm. Uh, Bonnie Ross definitely being that Kathleen Kennedy. Thank where you. Wow, dude. That, and again, nothing yeah. to do with the fact that I, I want people to understand this. We're not jumping on the rabbit here because a female is the lead. That has nothing to do with it. I want Because I know that people are going to try to run with that, that narrative. There is no narratives here, folks. Mm -hmm. You have to get the job done or you have to step to the side and let others basically do the job that you can't do. I don't care whether you're male, you're female, or whatever. You, you need to if you are an, if you are the leader of a team, you need to lead that team into yeah. the future. And that's something that she has not been able to do. And it's, and it's a proven fact. 
Yeah. And, and so, you know, to me, it's that it's, you know, like Mandalorian's a great example. Steve Filoni helped helm that with, um, oh God, I can't, why am I blanking on his name? Guy that made Iron Man. Oh my God, Jungle Book. Oh, um, um, we'll get it. We'll get it eventually. And, uh, and like Mandalorian's what, what I want from Star Wars from here on out. Like, it's so fucking awesome. Uh, you know, and, and look, uh, to me also, Star Wars is Star Wars. Never been a bad Star Wars, except for the prequels, in my opinion. So, like, you know, Kathleen, though, there's no doubt it's been a rocky, rocky ship with her helming it. Dave Filoni looking like stepping up in, in certain aspects, really leading what what Star Wars's vision really is, right? Like you see Clone Wars, you see Rebels, um, you, you see the Mandalorian, you know, you're seeing his foot. John Favreau. John Favreau, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. You're you're seeing his foot his footprint there, uh, kind of directing what you know, yeah, the, the producer that, that knows how to produce. Now you have the creative in the, in the cockpit leading, leading where the direction of this should go. And Joseph being there from Combat Evolved gives me confidence. Now, at the same exact time, this also gives me other vibes. Okay. For, uh, Fernando Mello, the second creative uh, producer, if I, if I got this right, because I pulled it up as we were talking, um, the, the creative director that was on Dragon Age, that was on Anthem, a year before that game came out, he took control of it, tried to write the ship, wasn't able to, right? We saw right. that with Casey Hudson leaving the project, coming back to the project, and we all saw where Anthem could go. So this could go in very two different, you know, diverging paths here. It could be Joseph comes in, it is the Cinderella story, everything's fine, or it could be a, an Anthem-esque situation where yeah he tries to ride the ship but the skeleton's already there and it is what it is and they have to put this game out because they've put over you know half a half a billion dollars into this game and they gotta start seeing a return on it and so bam it's you know it it, it, it comes out and it's it doesn't rock rock the you know, rock you know what? Oh, okay, one of the things that I took away from the the uh, July twenty third show was the gameplay was there. You, yes, you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, the, the, that's the, that is and that's why I'm hopeful. Yeah, well, like, I think one of the hardest things to do is present a game the way that they did it and and explain to the fan watching this is the gameplay and they explained it in a way that had me very excited because there yeah. was going to be things that we've never done before yeah. this really comes down to a graphical fidelity issue and 15 months of development can write that ship again this, we're not talking gameplay we're not talking you know story these things i believe are already in place i yeah. think what most people took away and the disappointment from the, uh, the disappointment that people took away from what 343 in their current uh situation did was the graphics were not on to up to par on your face and again, folks, I, 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 for instance, well, first of all, let me just address somebody in the chat. Other Zinc, you know, listen, dude, here's the thing. I appreciate you're here. You're here every week. And, you know, you, you, you get a little uppity sometimes about, you know, you, you, you know, about but the Halo, I mean, the Halo brand, about the Xbox brand. And, and you go you go in deep. And I never say anything about how you, you, you trash the PlayStation brand. And it's your it's your opinion. OK, but I'm going to tell you this right now. Yes, you may know Halo more than me. 
That's fine. Okay. But I'm going to tell you this. What I'm saying is what everyone is thinking. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe that there's a problem at 343, you are a part of the problem. You can say whatever you want, that you love Bonnie Ross and she assembled this great team. Well, this great team hasn't done fuck shit lately. Okay. That's the end of the story. Okay. They have not delivered the goods. A mm -hmm. You tell me how they have de they have delivered a complete package. He also talks about how Halo 5 is the best selling. What does that mean? It's the best selling. Okay. Big deal. But it, it's, it's not critically uh, accepted. Most Halo fans hated the game. Why? Because you couldn't play as Master Chief. Right. Three out of the 11 levels, you were locking his team. Why? F Fast and the Furious sells crazy bu buku cash. It's not winning Oscars. Right. right. Well, well, I mean, listen, not, look, again, picture, yeah. apples to oranges. What I want to do is I want to catch up on some of these unbelievable sure, sure, super sure. chats that have come in. Yeah. And then I, then, then I, I want to I bring VJ's oh, okay. point of view because VJ... Uh, I think is going to uh, come at this from a different perspective. Uh, Joe, don't shoot anybody while we uh, we we continue on with the super chats. Um, we also have Daniel Brooks, uh, who unbelievably dropped uh, a one hundred dollar super chat. My God, Daniel, thank you so much for that unbelievable generosity. He says, "Long time listener, I just want to say thanks for keeping it real and making gaming fun for all of us." Well, dude, that is very, very kind of you. Of course, I I'm really grateful you're here listening, but I'm also unbelievably moved by the unbelievable super chat that has come in. Master Jazz drops another super chat of $10. Master Jazz, thank you so much for being here. Master Jazz, I should say. 0912, he says, y'all uh, keep wanting Halo to be Halo 3 ever again. It's never going to happen. Halo will never be, the, uh, be that big again. Times have changed. Gaming has changed. There is more competition than ever. And that's exactly why you have to put people in the proper position to advanced a franchise to match current trends uh of course i think halo can be as big i think joe you would agree with that halo can be as big as halo 3 they just have to evolve some of the gameplay joe would you agree that they've 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 done some things that excite you as a fan joe I, th I think he's going off to get some batteries for his, oh. uh, for, for his gun. I don't know. I don't know. But I will say this. Just because an old franchise is old doesn't mean that it can't come back in a new way that appeals to multiple people. Think about God of War, for example. I, that's a that's an excellent point. I, I was done talking. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah. listen, uh, BJ, let, let's bring you into the conversation. Uh, sure. Obviously, you, we know that you have uh, different hats that you wear when it comes from a fan's perspective. But you also, and, uh, and, and, I, and I will uh, blatantly admit on the air that you come at these things, for, uh, a lot of these topics from a business perspective. And yeah. I'm interested to know, considering that we knew – uh, last week that Halo was going to be delayed, we were all disappointed. We knew that it wasn't going to launch with the Series X, and, and a lot of people like Joe <laughs> said that he may not buy a Series X because that's why he was buying it. He wanted to buy his Series X to play his Halo uh, day one. That's not happening. So there are going to be some sales hurt from this. Um, oh, there he is. Uh, guys, I found it. Oh, that's nice, dude. That yeah, is I also keep this thing on me. How about that? <laughs> All right, big fan over here, number one. Look at this. 
I love it. I love it. Joe, Joe you are the ultimate fan. So, <laughs> uh, VJ, oh, no. <laughs> no, don't shoot anybody, please. Uh, VJ, listen, these moves on the surface of what was announced yesterday by, of course, uh, this story, they tell me a lot. Uh, and I haven't even really, again, hit the tip of the iceberg on what I actually think is going on. But before I get into my points, I actually want to hear from your points. Because, again, you you have seen both sides of the coin in video games. How For you, how big of a deal is bringing back someone that was with Bungie and that is responsible for five of the... The, the first five Halo games being tremendously popular and, quite frankly, some of the best in the series. Um, yeah, I can see everybody's blood pressure is pretty raised at the moment, so I'm going to come at this at a, at a different angle and maybe hopefully just uh, sub, maybe possibly from a subdued angle a little bit. Sorry for my voice, Boom. Um, first of all, I think what we need to do is... Uh, continually sort of respect and acknowledge that making a, a big video game or perhaps any size video game for that matter is not an easy task, right? Particularly since developers, um, well, a lot of developers have been working in a less than ideal condition during, uh, during this pandemic. Um, all, all studios have their pros and cons to them. And um, even the celebrated studios that I'm aware of um, and people that work there have, have ended up working you know, in really punishing development processes, especially towards the end of the game, um, regardless of what we might hear in the press or through so, um, through rumors. Sorry, uh, sorry, bad, Mr. Bad Bit. The gun's kind of like throwing me off a little bit. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to uncock it. I'm so. worried I might say something wrong and you shoot me. Yeah. So, I'm <laughs> um, there's, there's, from a publisher's point of view, and and I know Microsoft is not just a publisher, it's a hardware manufacturer. There's no shame or problem with delaying or changing course if as a publisher you don't see a return on investment based on what you see in front of you. Now, I don't want to go into it heavily because <clears throat> over the past few weeks on this very channel, we've discussed, I would say, relentlessly, but logically as to what Xbox and 343 need to do in order to move Halo forward. And what I would say, <clears throat> as a positive, it's good to see that some of our thoughts, and from the uh, from the panel, and even from the chat, to to be honest with you, are panning out somewhat, right? So they are listening. Um, and just to summarise, Xbox needed key people. We've we've talked about this of a creative, production-led nature to spearhead to spearhead Halo, who in turn know how to communicate and report to Phil and his team, because I think that's been the fundamental problem within that studio. Um, whether it's for a hand-holding period until the game's back on track or up until its release or beyond, I, I, I don't know, because I'm not familiar with, um, with this gent. But what I will say, those types of people, are uh, those, those creative production-led people, um, good ones are few and far between. So I hope um, Jason Statham, sorry, I mean Joseph Joseph Staten is, sorry, poor joke there, is given the freedom to kick uh, things back into shape. Mm -hmm. Even if that means, even if that means, and this might be controversial, <laughs> even if that means Joseph ends up contradicting or tracking back on the recent 343 community manager's tweet, uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, I'm saying all of this because I think that this guy has been brought on fundamentally 
because Phil values his opinion. And what I will hope is that it leads to something something in the region of an awesome out outcome that we all want. Um, I'm, I'm saying that this is all, for me, it's a positive step, but I don't want to be too hard on, on 343 because I think I've been pretty hard on them in, in the last couple of shows. So, yeah, sorry if it's a bit of a subdued response, but I think that that's my, that's my current sort of outlook on it. No, and I think it's the right outlook, man. Like, if, if I could be honest, like, you know, I come out going like, listen, we've seen people come in, you know, into these these positions and the game still doesn't end up living to expectations. Right. Um, so like, you know, uh, so that, that sucks, but knowing who's in, in, in the commander's chair at this point in time, knowing that, yeah, like theoretically they got 12 to 15 months, even maybe 16, um, depending we make it that long, you know, we're going to be, we're, the, the game's going to be, fine if we know someone who has that vision knows what halo is in that role we're gonna be a-okay everyone and you know to go back on like the halo 5 sold the most also the gaming industry has grown significantly so i would hope and i would pray to god that halo 5 outsold a game like halo 3 that was made what like six seven years prior so i would i would hope that maybe a fake fan would would realize that but to me, I, I, I think that 343 has definitely those challenges, those hurdles to overcome, but we all want them to succeed. Right. I, and then no, nobody, listen, I got to be honest with you. Uh, you know, again, I, I know it's been, uh, there's been some uh, debate in the chat, folks. Listen, if you don't know, and I'm going to be very surprised if you don't, I support all, all, all multiple consoles, all mm -hmm. the main consoles. I have 60 plus games. PlayStation, I have over 300. I have over a thousand for the Xbox. I have over sixty for the Switch. I, ha I support PlayStation VR. I support Oculus. I, I, I have the new Oculus. I, so I, I, so I, there is there is not a platform I don't support. And nobody is going to sit on this on this panel and say we want to see three four three fails. But let, let let let's bring it back a bit, Joe and, and, and panel. Okay, this is the same three four three that in a twenty nineteen year calendar year saw multiple lead producers leave and everyone's like well you know that happens boom they're moving on to bigger better things no 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 one leaves halo because they're because they well they they seen they found something else bigger okay mary olsen left right after tim longo folks the the smoke was there okay and maybe i didn't make a big deal of it back then and i was maybe a, a little bit more subdued but well you know they'll be okay it's you know 500 million dollar investment it's the slip space engine and it's it's microsoft the muscle the money they have everything and maybe i should have made a bigger stink maybe we should have made a bigger stink back then maybe they wouldn't be in a the position they're in now and again i'm not going to say i know anything about making games but listen I, I, I don't know how many more times I have to say this. It's fucking Halo. Okay? It is the face of the Xbox platform. Yeah. If there's one goddamn game you got to get right. It's this one. It's Halo. Yeah. Okay? That, that is the end of the story. You can unsubscribe to me and tell me to go fuck myself. That's fine. 
But I am telling you, from a fan's point of view, this is unacceptable on every level possible. And why this is important, why we're talking about it so passionately, is because we want 343, we want Microsoft, we want the Series X, and we want Halo to win. That's what we want. We all want an unbelievable 9.6. Yeah, this cheerleading, hurrah, 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 I'll prove myself that I'm the biggest fan, I'll die on the cross for you bullshit nonsense that we see like people like others Inc. throw isn't going to make the game better. Is it like we, we, we you know, we as gamers, l- look at when we see something that we don't like, we'll outwardly say it. Uh, when when we see something that or or smell something, you know, you know, smoke, we'll say it. Uh, right. There's smoke right here. Like you're right. Two creative directors in one fucking year does not magically just happen. No one leaves like that. And two of them in one year, and we're going to pretend that that's actually fucking normal once whatsoever. Absolutely not. That's absolutely no. That is the crunch time. And here's the reality of it. As we're talking about this, as others Inc. tries to prove that I'm not a fan or something, I don't know what he's saying anymore. You know, the the fact of the matter is these people, hundreds that are working at 343, are still crunching. Like Jason Schreier said, it doesn't mean that they're still not working 12, 16 our shifts to make sure that this game is going to be the best thing that they can make. But we can also sit here and be critical of some of the decisions 343, Microsoft, Phil Spencer have said, made promises to, alluded to, that didn't come to fruition. That's just normal, right? We we want Microsoft to be the best company they can be. We got got a demand for better, and we're seeing that from them. This would not have happened if they weren't concerned about the direction of where Halo was going right now. And they knew they needed the course correct. This is good. Again, this is why I say I am hopeful. You know, I don't think it's going to be an Anthem situation. I pray to God it won't be. Don't think so. But there is, listen, gang, there's a real possibility it could be. And there's a better possibility that this game's going to be fantastic. But guess what? Halo right now in its current state, even with Infinite being what is a shit show at this very moment, that should be just be Aretha Franklin about it. It's not in a good state. Look at how well Halo's doing on the PC right now. It's mm. doing really well. The Master Chief Collection, Reach, all that, it's doing gangbusters and it's getting people excited for Halo again. So we have hope that 343 can make that game. We've seen it, right? I was high on it. Boom. Everybody here was high on the gameplay mechanics. But then let's also not ignore the fact that, yes, for the world's most powerful fucking console that you are putting out, we are seeing popping like crazy. We are seeing very low textures. And, yes, we're seeing Craig the Brute. When you're having devs who have no affiliation with Microsoft or, or Xbox or PlayStation or anybody go, oh, boy. This does not look good whatsoever. There's a problem. You can there be a problem. Yeah. fucking fan as you think you want to be, but when people that actually know what they're talking about go, oh boy, this needs help, then it needs help, and it needs to be course corrected. And that's what we're seeing today right here, right now, with, with Joseph's announcement. And listen, at the end of the day, maybe I'm a bit of a fanboy because us Joes need to stick together, and we're very passionate about supporting other Joes. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. In closing, this is great news. This is promising news. This is exciting news. This this news tells me that the current situation, the current staff, 
the current ideology, the current vibe at 343 is needed a needed a change. And who better to bring in than a Halo veteran like Jason Staten? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. You know what I hope happens out of this? And again, I don't know you him don't personally. Save him. He's oh, a I, oh, I did. I did. Wow. Just, oh, wow. Alan came in to fix things, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you for that. It's not it, Joseph Staten. over in a weekend, he'd beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Joseph Staten. But <laughs> what I'm hoping happens is he becomes the head of that studio. Oh, and yeah. I and and I say that be, not because I want to see people have jobs lost or be transferred or be browbeaten by the fans. I think that if he can come in and do what I think he's going to do, he is going to earn the position of being the lead in that development house. And if three four three is going to continue to make halos, and I'm gonna, I would imagine that this is going to be an ongoing story. See, everyone said trilogy, quadrilogy, whatever you want to call it. This they they have they have this is going to be an ever evolving universe moving forward. They need someone who appreciates and understands the lore of Master Chief and of course the universe of Halo. And again, in my opinion, there's no one better than him. And you know what? If Again, 15 months from now, when we roll into 20th anniversary Halo franchise, we're all going to be celebrating with controllers and, and, and Series X custom consoles and a game that could potentially be a 10 out of 10 from IGN or from, from, from you or from me or from Joe or for whoever. And that's what we want. We're not going to put our heads in the sand. And again, I'm not, I'm not going to keep browbeating Halo. It, it, it is what it is. It's delayed. It was delayed for a good reason. But now we're seeing change. And I don't think this is where it's going to end. I think we're going to see some big names go to 343 from other internal Microsoft studios to help this project get done. Because Halo's, the, just the wording itself, deserves to be the best. That's the end of the story. But listen, let, let me catch up with some of these unbelievable super chats. And there's been quite a few of them that have come in before we get into a really fun uh, topic of the day. Um, we have here, uh, let me see. We have um, Artemis. Uh, tw uh, 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 for, uh, well, no, it's not 1231. It's when he actually dropped it. Artemis, he drops an outstanding very generous $5 super chat and says, this is like comparing three different Star Wars trilogies. Nothing will ever be better than the first one. You know what? I hear what you're saying, and I'm not suggesting that it needs to be better than Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo D ODST, or Reach. What I'm saying is, and I think we all expect it, is for the franchise to be moved forward. Okay, it may not be. So, someone may say Halo Infinite, ten out of ten. But you know what? My favorite is Halo Combat Evolved. That's fine, yeah. but you have to advance the franchise. You can't take two steps forward and nineteen steps back and be like, "Okay, fans, suck it. This is all we got for you." I I'm sorry, man. I'm not going to accept that. And I think if you are accepting that, again, you are a part of the problem. Also, when Rogue an, One was the best Star Wars. At me, well, guys. I, I mean, care. listen. Okay. Again, we could debate Vader that. Vader hallway yeah. scene? Is there anything better? I mean, I listen. Think so. it, it is what it is. But let me continue, of course, nope. with uh, um, 
the Super Chats, we have a very good and generous friend of the show, Philly Eagle, drops an outstanding fight out Super Chats at a very different angle. Halo is not the powerhouse it used to be. We might think so, but millennials don't. And that's that's actually quite true there, Philly. He says, Halo is not the king anymore, just a thought. You know what? You might be onto something, but who's to say the king can't return? That's what I'm saying. I think I think you're right. I think that the millennials, the younger generation, don't really have an affection for Master Chief like we do. All Master Chief needs to do is floss. And then yeah. he's done, and he's, he's it, it, back. It, it, listen. It, please don't <laughs> make master chief floss. Don't don't do that. Don't, that don't, that don't would worry. be wrong on a lot of different levels. The, the, June 2016, the, though, it can modernize and get people on board of that mm, franchise. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't know, but uh, anyway, uh, a good friend of the show and a very generous friend of the show, Pixel Bit G, drops a very generous ten dollar super chat and says, "I am a lifetime Halo fan. What exactly do we think was the uh, the biggest issue for me? The issues is textures." Uh, uh, resolving. Uh, it's not a big. Uh, it's not as big an art I style issue. What do you guys think? I listen. I'm going to be honest with you. I think what they were going for was a combat evolved art style, and I don't. I'm not against that. I'm going to be honest Loved with it. you. But it just did not look. You can still retain the classic combat evolved art style, but make it look like your 12 teraflop console is holy shit pushing this game that that that's what you need to do the textures the pop in that there, there were a lot of things wrong with this with, with this demo they're gonna fix it folks they're gonna fix it and a good friend of the show as a matter of fact a co-host of primetime gaming someone i think is channel is exploding folks if you're not a fan of this guy and you trust me. And I believe a lot of people you still do, even though I bashed the shit out of Halo today. <laughs> Gaming Forte, sub his channel. He's almost at 2,000 subs. And we want to get him across the finish line. He drops an outstanding fight. I'll zoom chance. says, glad to see everyone coming around to what I've been saying for years. 343 is a good studio with no direction. I hope this brings them to even ground. Great point, my brother. Uh, we also have Tempest Sun, another co-host to primetime gaming, and he drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, the gameplay looked freaking fire. The one thing that needed work was absolutely the graphics. This delay is for that. I feel confident the game will be fun as hell. And, and that is awesome. And we also have Sin Vendetta who drops, my God, Sin. He drops an outstanding $20 super chat and says Halo Infinite is basically the same situation that happened to Halo 2 where Jason Jones had left and Halo was in disarray and Jason Jones had to come back well, uh, and within one year had to bring Halo 2 back to workable state. You know something dude? I absolutely completely completely forgot about that. I That is a that, that you know what? Listen, like I said I think that this I, th I think Joseph is going to really do the fans what the, the fan service that we're looking for, he's going to deliver. Now, there is another key position that they're looking to fill, and I don't know who that is because it didn't have it in the story. We will update that as we go along as to who comes in. I believe that they're talking about bringing other key developers from some of their other studios, you might get somebody in there from the initiative. You may get something in there from the coalition. You may get a few other people in there. 
it, it, it's it's going to be very interesting. But you know what I what I love about these all these moves uh, panel and of course the near three hundred and fifty people here is that this has officially become an all hands on deck kind of a situation. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm showing is, off all my toys to the chat. Hey, listen, that's, 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 listen, I like the diva pistol. Time. Yeah. That actually is kind of cool. Not 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 bad. Right. Listen, folks, let's let's get into uh, topic number two. And th- and this one, folks, this one is good. This one is good because this one's going to be talking about Game Pass, and we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff going on in Game Pass that a lot of people who are not Xbox fans. Or have been downplaying, but I have some stats here that are going to be very interesting. Now, obviously, in the in the last few years, the Xbox platform as a whole has been a little short on first party games, uh, and but 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 to their, you know, to, to Phil's you know great point of him taking over leadership in 2018, they made some tremendous investments, and obviously, they have 15 plus studios, and I and I put an asterisk next to the 15 plus because i believe that there are more studios they just they just haven't announced them yet i think that they are trying to weather the, the halo storm and i think with today's or yesterday's news is going to be give them breathing room in my opinion so we can get this september show we can get to see what the series s looks like and potentially get some um some studio announcements and i believe there are going to be quite a few of them personally but the reason why uh, I, I i wanted to talk about this today is uh, because of Xbox Game Pass specifically uh, and and how many games the service is actually bringing in the last 30 days. Now, in under 30 days, we have seen uh, uh, Obsidian's Grounded, which did tremendously well on Steam, did tremendously well on Xbox. A lot of people are still enjoying it. They just, I I think an update went live today. The game is going to, once it officially launches, it's going to be a big deal. You also had... The Lala's Battletoads, which I gave an 8.5 out of 10. I just beat it yesterday. I got to go back in and start mopping up the achievements. I'm close to 700 uh, out of the 1,000. I want to try. I I don't know if I'm going to get to the 1,000, but I definitely want to try. It is one of – I laughed so much in that game out loud. Like literally the writing is so good. The animation in the cutscenes are Cartoon Network-like. If this was a series, I would watch it, and I'm actually hoping – that Delilah Studios brings this game back in a sequel or adds some extra levels or something because I really, really enjoy side-scrolling beat-em-ups. And this was uh, a, a combination of everything that Battletoads was with a bunch of new, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, you also had, of course, the highly reviewed uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, which I believe is still sitting at a 93. Did you see... There was a there was a person that posted a plane in the middle of a hurricane. I because there's a, there's two going on right now because twenty twenty. Right. Yeah, I thought it was like a plane in the hurricane. <laughs> and and it was like, a game. It was a f- mind blowing. See dude. again in Xbox Game Pass. Now, of course, this week, and I don't want to upset poor Zemi. You have Tell Me Why, which released today. You I also just downloaded have, it, Zem. Get on. Yeah, it. Me, me too. It's already ready to go. As soon as the show is done, I'm starting to play it. You also have, though, and that was by, by Donut Entertainment. You also have Wasteland 3 by In Exile, which is getting, it's right now at an 87. 
on nice. Metacritic, which is pretty good. That's going into Game Pass. And of course, and Joe brought this to my attention, what we believe might be stealth dropped today is, of course, um, the Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition. Now, I don't think that's coming to console. I think that's going straight to PC. But folks... In under 25 days, in 25, uh, just about 25 days, every one of these games dropped. Now, look, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say this right now. Okay, maybe it's not The Last of Us 2, maybe it's not a Ghost of Tsushima, maybe not every game is for every gamer, and I hear that, but you have to admit, this is a very stout and impressive list of games, and there's something here for everyone. T tell me why is going to be a very emotional story. Flight Simulator is for everyone that just loves Flight Simulator. Uh, you know, In Exile's new game, which originally was much different than they would than that was originally going to come out, and now they have all this extra money from Microsoft because they're a first party, and the game is doing really well. You know, Battletoads. Maybe it's not your thing. Maybe you, you know what's funny. I actually saw more people posting videos and talking positive about Battletoads than negatively yep. on Twitter. And you know why? Because the game is freaking awesome, right? Yeah. So I mean, again, Age of Empires. Not my cup of tea per se, but Joe freaked out when he thought that it might get dropped today. And you know what? There are a lot of people that love that series. As a matter of fact, Tempest Sun would probably quit his job to play that game. That's how much he loves it. And don't quit your job, brother. I mean, obviously, we need the money. But I mean, listen, it's it's a major selling point for Microsoft as a platform moving forward that these multiple 15 plus studios are constantly going to be cranking out content. Now, again, I don't care whether you put an A next to one game and five A's next to the other. It doesn't matter because every one of these games is going to bring somebody enjoyment. Maybe, mm. maybe, maybe I'm over the moon because I'm an old bastard and I like side scrolling beat em ups because it reminds me of when I was in the arcade with my brother playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Simpsons Arcade or X-Men or, 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 or even um, uh, uh, The Avengers, if you remember that. I mean, that, that's really, it's really going back a while. But I enjoyed these games. Very nice. Very nice. And so, I mean, listen, let, let's, get in, let's, get in, let's get into the panel real quick. And I, and I actually have two questions. And, of course, Demi, I'm going to start with you. The first one is this. The above-listed games are all releasing in under a 30-day span, which says a lot for about what Xbox Game Pass is capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Are you impressed with the list of titles being released in under that 30-day period, and are you excited to play any of them? We, of course, know one of them for sure. But secondly, how confident are you uh, that the service can be the de facto selling point for the Xbox platform should all of these big games start coming into it along with some of these smaller ones. Well, first off, let me just start with talking about Tell Me Why, which is a game I don't even want to talk about right now. <laughs> but in all fairness, Bad Bit, you, you said something like 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 like, uh, like you're going to download it or something, kind of calling me out in a way, right? Mm -hmm. I just want to mm -hmm. say this. I'd, I already had it pre-installed on my Xbox and it oh wasn't working. My. And then I thought, you know what? Maybe this is just an Xbox console issue. So then I mm. went and downloaded it 
for Game Pass for PC. And then that didn't work. So then I went on the Steam and I was like like a hair away from paying $30 because I thought maybe I could play it on Steam at 12 a.m. in the morning. Wow, Fair. that's so, dedication. So that was some. That's some dedication. Okay, I just wanted to that say that is dedication, that, folks. Uh, just, just, just so you know, the 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 tragedy that was my life early this morning. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I just want everyone yeah, to know it. how strongly I feel about this. How how painful it was for me all this morning. Uh, but anyway, to answer your question, um, I love the variety that Game Pass offers, right? And I and I think this this just this statement has been mentioned a thousand times on this show. But, you know, variety is the spice of life, right? And having that variety is going to drag so much interest into everyone. That's the reason why Netflix doesn't just release anime series. Or that's why Netflix doesn't just release uh, horror shows. Um, It's because they understand that not everyone wants to watch anime. Not everyone wants to watch scary movies, right? Especially me. Uh, And so (laughs) so they release other things included, you know, with that, right? And so, you know... Xbox, you know, Game Pass, not every single game that has came out these last 30 days is appealing to me. And not every game is going to appeal to everyone. But there are certain titles that really, really appeal to me. Like, tell me why that I can't play, unfortunately, because they decide to release at a stupid time. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Game Pass overall. Okay, (laughs) let's get back on track. Anyway... So I really like the variety. Now, am I impressed that they were able to release all of these within uh, 30 days? You know, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's impressing that you're impressive that they released this amount of content in such a short time. But I don't think I don't think it should be the expectation that this is going to happen every three or every month. Right. Every 30 days, we're going to get this number of, you know, first party games on you know on, on on the game pass platform i don't think that that's even re- you know realistically an option of what's going to happen but i i am really really excited to see the direction that game pass is going i can't wait to see you know how avowed does on there how fable does whenever halo finally releases i can't wait to see all of those additional games come out to the platform and, and just the value proposition, whether you're playing on PC, whether you're playing on console, it doesn't matter. The value is there either way. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm really excited for Game Pass. I'm really excited to see how they continue that because I, I think we're only, I think we're still in the baby stages of Game Pass, right? Mm-hmm. I think that we're going to continue to see it evolve uh, even more and more as the years go on, adding even more value, adding even more games. And 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 I can't wait to see the evolution of Game Pass because I, I definitely think it is the future of gaming. Um, you know, because in the same way that there, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people that go out and buy, you know, movies on disc and, and there's a lot of people that still go out and rent movies and stuff like that. But in the way that Netflix has really put a hurt on that business, especially even cable television, I think we're going to see Game Pass kind of put that hurt or that business model of Game Pass put that hurt on the, you know, on, on the traditional way of how we previously got our games. And I can't wait to see how that works out and how that evolves. Yeah, you know what I mean. What, what I what I really enjoy about Game Pass, besides its value, besides the sheer amount of games, is exactly what's what Zemi said. Uh, in the last couple of days, I have I've beaten Super Lucky's new Super Lucky's Tale again. A lot of people, which is watch, great, which is fantastic, right? I I hundred percent at every every world. 
Uh, I have almost all the achievements. I, I got to go back and then start mopping some stuff up. Loved every minute of it. Couldn't put it down. Stopped playing Battletoads, which I was almost at the end beating that game. So I beat that. I beat Battletoads. I'm at the end of Carry On. If you didn't, if you don't, don't know what Carry On is, it is a Metrovania type uh, game where you are the monster. You're the creature. And it is, I highly recommend it. Again, a game I would highly give an 8.5, 9.0 out of 10. My only gripe is that there's no map like in traditional, um, you know, uh, Metrovanias. But you're, you're the monster. You know what I'm saying? And you don't really get lost that much. And, I mean, we're going from talking about 16-bit graphics to Super Lucky's Tale, 3D Big World, colorful. And you're talking about then Battletoads. And then, of course, we have... Tell me why, which I'm going to be playing today. I'm going to be playing exclusively because I really love those types of games. And I think Don't Not is going to tell a great story. And, and Joseph uh, Staten coming off of uh, off of that project to w help with the Halo tells me that this game, that game is going to be in good hands and is going to be a, a great story to be told. Uh, you know what? Let, let me just catch up on uh, some of the Super Chats. First of all, I missed one earlier. Victor Allistein, a good friend of the show, he drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat. Thanks, Zemi, for bailing me out. As always, he says, we need an efficient guy like Rod Ferguson under which Coalition shipped five games this gen all after Halo 5. This screw-up could cost even Phil. Well, you know what? To, to your point, Victor... I believe that they made the move that you're asking for bringing in Joseph. I, I really believe that he is what 343 needed simply because, well, not you, not, not, not you, Joseph, but the other Joseph. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Nice, sad, bad bit. Um, <laughs> but um, it's, uh, it's what they needed to do. Now I'm interested now, again, I think that he's running the show. I think he has all say. I think he has full confidence in Phil. I think Phil has dawned on him to lead that studio to the promised land. I'm interested now to see who back ends him, who comes in to help him run this the right way. His vision in 15 months is going to be vastly different than what we saw, and I cannot wait to see the end product. We also have uh, Wilbo Gaggins. <laughs> he drops an outstanding $10 super chat, dude. Thank you so much for that. What he man, says, I love, I love it. He says, I'm no game developer, but after five years, shouldn't they be at the polishing stage of development? Yes, that is yeah. correct. Fixing bugs, etc. Not create, uh, not creating textures and hiring new game directors. Maybe I'm full of it. No, you're not full of it. As a matter of fact, that's a very truthful statement. And thank you for it. Uh, thank you for your super chat. But of course, thank you for being here. Uh, Everborn Saga drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says this: I'm not blind to the fact that there are issues at 343. This delay could cost Microsoft billions. Change needed to be made. That's one of two. And then he comes up with another one. Oh, dude, thank you again for your other Super Chat of $5. For a total of 10 bucks, dude, thank you. He says this. That said, how much of much of the backlash is coming from trolls that would have hated anything they saw? You know what, dude? Yeah, that, I want to address that. And I, 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 I agree with you to, to, to a very strong 
percentage of the, of your statement. There are a lot of people that were just hating on Halo to simply hate on Halo that would have never bought. I mean, there's a lot of fake outrage, folks, and and that's why you have to be careful of who you follow and who you listen to, because we're we're ex- we're upset from a fan's point of view. We want better for Halo. There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of these people are like, oh my god, I I I just want competition, so I wanted Halo to be good, and now it's not. They're all full of shit. That that's not what they're complaining. They're kicking the door while it's down. That's the problem because that's a part of the console war mantra. And you know what? I I I try to stay away from it. I don't even comment on stuff like that. You know what? Save yourself the aggravation, dude, and just let those trolls be trolls. Block and mute and move on. That's what I've been doing. Thanks to, of course, the tutelage of Wilmy Hood. Master Wilmy Hood has said basically told me that if you want a good timeline, just fucking block everybody. And that's what I've been doing. So uh, there you go. Black Eye Dog, a very good friend of the show, drops a five dollar super chat and says this. Looking forward to Wasteland 3 tomorrow. Yes, sir. Me too. I Again, I've never played any of the Wasteland games. But from what I've seen in this, I'm interested now. I cannot wait. And not to not, not, to, not poo-poo it in any way, it's in Game Pass. And I cannot wait to play. Sin Vendetta, a very good and generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says this. Back on the 360, they released all of those old school symptoms, X-Men, Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, etc. beat em up games. I wish they'd re-release them on the Xbox One again. Oh my god, yeah, dude. I, I still have all the games that, that, that you can't play them on your obviously on, on the, the, the one or the X, but it would be great if you could, because of course I purchased all those as well. Uh Mr. Badbit, uh let's let's bring you into the conversation regarding the uh massive amount of first party games that have come out in, the, in under a month mm. and what this what this tells me this tells me is when microsoft has their ducks in order and it appears that game pass is in order in proper order i might add we could see more months like this moving forward that will incorporate games of this caliber along with a fable along with a you know uh, a gears tactics along with a new Forza Motorsport or a Forza Horizon. You know, games like Avowed, the, the, the month that Avowed is finally released, we could get just as many games. And that's the beauty and the goal of Microsoft mm-hmm. with Xbox Game Pass to offer multiple ways to play, which they're doing with xCloud, and many games from many developers that may you may not have bought, or, you know, you may not have seen it on on the store. But like, oh, I'm buying that game, but because it's in Game Pass, now you can try it without having to worry about losing your money. And it's a, again, the value proposition is there. What, what are your thoughts on the fact that this many games of this caliber have been released right. at one time? Uh, we got the Dan Brooks super chat, right? The, I'll see. read it. Oh yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Brooks drops a one hundred dollar hair Holy super chat. Ma- that just came in. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Okay. Long time listener, just want to yeah, say we did, thanks. Yeah, for- we, yeah oh, we did. Oh, you yeah, did. We- okay, cool, yes. cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Well, reading that—that's a ninety percent uh, charge fee. So just to let, you, let you know, PlayStation <laughs> delegation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, so Game Pass. I have not bought in a game on Xbox since God knows when. And that's they a big gave- deal. That's big a big deal. deal. They gave yeah. me like a five dollar thing. They're like, "Hey, thanks for being a friend." And I'm like, I'm I don't need this five dollars. I got Game Pass, man. Like, I, it's cool. It's it's, it's really rad. Uh, I I I dig it a lot. I get to play Age of Empires. 
one of my favorite games or franchises. Uh, it's a game that got me into history, uh, political science, and all that. So I owe a lot to that game, and it is apparently maybe it's one of the like little surprises in um, in the Gamescom thing we're gonna see earlier or later today. Yeah. So I'm, I'm PM out time. Yeah, I think this is great, and I though I don't know if this is going to be how game pass is going to regularly be. Um, I do think we're going to see something like this. Like I wouldn't be surprised where like every month it's something maybe similar or akin to like, you know, a gold or a PS uh, now or sorry, plus which like, you know, every month you got one or two games where the marketing team can have enough time to ramp up the promotion of each game that's coming out. So you always feel like there's something to get excited for, something to look forward to and something to play. Uh, so that's what, that's what I, I, I'm seeing from game pass. And, you know, Jeff Keeley said it, uh, yesterday where, where everybody yelled at a two minute, highly edited, someone literally clipped that out to get your emotions and hook line sinker. But like Jeff Keeley even said it, like it is the, you know, game pass is becoming the Netflix of video games. And I think that is, you know, that term we've been using for a while now, but we're starting to actually see that come to fruition. And I think, you know, we were talking before the show of like, what type of deals are, are, are Xbox going for? Because it's not the call of duty ones, right? Right. It is for me, if I'm Xbox, yeah, I'm asking, don't nod, go make me a little exclusive little ditty, right? It's, it's going after indies and, and, and saying, Hey, come to game pass and we'll give you X amount for that. You know, it's, it's about making the big deals with, you know, phone manufacturers like Samsung so that you have your phone or your, your platform on phones that are popular where not just worldwide, but in places like South Korea, the Asian markets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like those are the deals that we can start expecting Microsoft to see uh, or, or to see from Microsoft. So I think that's the thing that gets me so excited as someone who, who, has a PlayStation, loves it, you know, has a you know podcast all about it, appreciates Xbox, all they're doing, because now we're really seeing the two companies just diverge and do two totally different things, right? One company's giving you more of the same, here's a big blockbuster, you know, that HBO experience that Jeff tried to talk about. That's going to be PlayStation. And then over here on, 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 the, on the left-hand corner, you have Xbox, which is the Netflix like experience and guess what both of them are making tons of money and doing things the way that they see that they want to do it so yeah seeing this list i'm really excited for uh, uh or tell me why i i can't wait to experience that game for myself i love lgbt representation um so i'm i'm all about seeing how they portray you know uh, characters in that age of empires is my jam but then i'm also excited to try out wasteland 3 in exile which you know oftentimes i i, I you know i say here it's just like in exile and and obsidian were two huge gets for them so absolutely yeah i'm excited to see man i'm excited to see it this is the future that i think if you're an xbox fan this is what you want uh you know if you want a box or just a platform where you don't you just play, pay a fat fee, a flat fee every month, and um, and you just get games. There's nothing better than that, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Real quick, a good friend and a very generous friend of the show, Robert Jones, drops an outstanding and very generous twenty dollars super chat and says, "This I'm late to the party, working. 
Uh, but the question about Bungie compared to 343 is completely unfair since games made uh, at, in between 2000 and 2010 are different. Uh, it's a different standard to games made now. Bungie started yeah. uh, started an era. 343 has to compete with Call of Duty. Uh, you want to answer? You want to? You want to take Bungie? Bungie's still putting out bangers left and right. They're called Destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look. The the bottom line is this: as a fan who loves Master Chief, who loves the lore, who loves the universe, who was really and thoroughly looking forward to Infinite in its current state, I would have been someone that championed the game even at the graphics they were they, the way they were because I'm more into gameplay. But to be fair. If you're going to have the face of your franchise launch with your new console, it must be pristine. Mm -hmm. And Halo Infinite in its current form is not. Okay? And again, we're not going to be comparing Ratchet and Clank to Master Chief or, I mean, to Halo Infinite or from uh, Cyberpunk to Halo Infinite. They're totally different games, doing totally different things. But Master Chief needs to be represented in a way that of of his of his of his status quo right it's the master chief it's halo halo is xbox xbox is halo right they need to represent him in a proper manner and considering this was being and again i'm not this is not my words a, a a somewhat reboot of the franchise this would have been a poor way to reboot your franchise with a game that would have come out and it would have been the way it was. So again, I'm very happy that they are they're making some big changes at 343. I think more changes are going to come. I think this is not going to be the last time we talk about it. But I can say that with 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 the current leadership without change, uh, it, it would have not been any better. It, you could have thrown more manpower and more money at it. And I don't think that it would have fixed the problem. I think that they are fixing the problem with bringing in people that know the that know the franchise that know the lore and 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 know how to run a team properly i think that's really what it comes down to and again folks we cannot deny we cannot deny all of the reports of the dysfunction that was going on there there's dysfunction because there's a failure at leadership there, that is the problem, and it seems like they might have fixed it. But VJ, I know that you have been very, very uh, passionate about the way you talk about uh, Xbox Game Pass. Its value proposition is unlike anything in gaming, and I don't necessarily think that anyone wants to match it. I don't see Sony doing it. I don't certainly see Nintendo doing it uh, because they are very traditional. They're very traditional in their way. They sell their consoles. Console sales are important to them. Um, their first-party games, super important to them, and selling those said first-party games on said new consoles are important to them. But Microsoft going a different route. They know they, they, they've given us the ability to play where we want to play, whether that's be on your phone, your tablet, your, your computer, your Xbox traditionally underneath your TV. And I, I believe eventually uh, the app is going to be on all Samsung TVs, uh, uh, along with what Joe's talked about, about the, uh, the partnership with Samsung. So there's going to be many ways to play. The story here, though, is what Microsoft is doing 
with Xbox Game Pass. And the games that have come out in the last 30 days are of every shape, size, and color. And I think that that is super important for for a franchise you're trying to appeal to the you know the two billion gamers that are available out there and i think they have a good shot in doing that especially when their third part of their first party bangers their triple a bangers get in there all surrounded by smaller titles like this what, what what are your thoughts on the games that i broke down at the beginning of this topic um just just before i get onto the games um i just want to give a bit of a uh, foundation to what is actually why is it happening and what's going on? So, and why it's being supported? So, and just to sort of refresh everyone's memory, I have sort of talked about this at length on, on previous shows, but just a couple of sentences just for a recap. So, we we know that Xbox has been mandated to um, align itself with one of one of Microsoft's uh, key corporate strategies, which we all know is software services for a subscription fee. We know that the CEO Satya uh, sees. Game Pass, um, as is uh, as next in line, shall we say, to have a, a very likely exponential growth, especially since we know that Microsoft Office, albeit it brings in a pretty penny, is growing at a nominal rate. So, if if I'm Phil and the goal for Xbox is to, well, it is the game should the, the it should be to make Game Pass the norm, as customary and uh, habitual as Netflix, as um, as Mr. Badbit just mentioned, but. And once you've experienced, say, the 14-day trial or the three months, um, and um, and I think Mr. Badbit alluded to it as well, the game, um, the deal with Samsung and the M20, and you get three months uh, Game Pass for free, right? In South Korea, I'm not sure if that's uh, a deal everywhere. Um, Xbox basically need to ensure that the vast majority out of every 10 users stays on board and subscribes for the long term, and and I think that's. That's exactly what they're doing, and um, and I think that is the reason why we should continue to anticipate an array of games, and as you mentioned, Boom, of all shapes and sizes, because we're all individualistic, right? So I think that those games will be added consistent, consistently um, up until launch of the new Xbox systems and well into the future. Um, depending on price, now this comes to a bit more of a tricky part on how they need to use Game Pass as, as a potential weapon. Depending on price, Xbox hardware will have a harder time selling outside of North America and the UK. We, we just we just know traditionally that's what's been happening, right? So with the Series X uh, launching everywhere, but I think that the marketing and the sales volume push is is going to be in, in North America and, and the UK. There's no, there's no doubt about it, right, in the aforementioned territories, and especially to rival Sony's presence. So it, that in itself is a, is a tactical game. I've, now I've mentioned North America and the UK, but I will I will include Germany since I don't want Archimedes taking issue. He actually has confirmed that it's like almost like five to one, potentially even higher yeah, for PlayStation versus Xbox in Germany. Yeah, I, I just don't want him threatening me with 11-hour car journeys and camping with no Wi-Fi. I just don't think I could put up with that. <laughs> so I'll include Germany in there anyway. Um, Game Pass uh, with games um, available on most devices plus an aggressively priced Series X is possibly Xbox's, say, let's say we say, best way of bypassing and tackling the traditional challenges and hurdles of the business model Sony still embraces and represents. Um, on a personal level, there are several games that I've bought at full price, and I've yet to play them. However, I can see a couple of them, you know, free to play on, on Game Pass. It's such extreme value. Outer Worlds just being 
being a prime example. There's also a few games, and I know you've mentioned this, but I've personally admired from afar since I don't have a PC, and especially since moving to the US, and Age of Empires 3 is, is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. And um, just, just talking to people within the community, um, there's a guy, Mr. Tushi, and I asked him, you know, what do you think of Game Pass? And I just want to quote what he said, because this is just, you know, straight off the cuff. And I know he loves loves Xbox. He goes, I love it when games come out instantly in Game Pass. It saves me a fortune. And I think Mr. T, um, just a short shout out to him, I think more and, pe- more, and more people are definitely waking up to this sentiment. Yep, I agree. Well, I mean, look, I- I'll say this. Again, this is why if you can do it, and, and, and I've said this, my God, a hundred times already in my short p- podcasting career, not everyone is in a position where they can afford to sp- support multiple consoles, but more, more importantly, that they want to. There, there are some folks out there that are just bleed green when you cut them and they have no interest to support Sony for, for whatever their personal reasons are, that they have no, that they were Nintendo kids and that's exactly where they stopped. And when I was a kid, I was a Nintendo guy. Now I'm a grown up and I want Xbox. And that's great. That's, if, that's, if that's what you are looking for, man. I support your decision. But for me, for me personally, talking from my point of view, I feel I'm a better equipped, more rounded gamer when I have the ability to support multiple consoles because I get experiences on one that I might not get on the other. Again, Mm. bringing Sony into the conversation the one and dones that people like to use as, as, as for the console war shenanigans are right up my alley. It's probably because I'm an old fuck. That's probably what it is. I'm going to be 50 in September, and I've been playing games for a very long time. So I like the single player, as Cognito says, selfish experience. I like the story. I like the over-the-shoulder camera view. I like the fact that they're telling an adult story, usually with graphics to match said adult story. So that's why I own a PlayStation 4. Will hopefully, again, we don't know if I can even get one, PlayStation 5 when it releases. Um, and, uh, and for instance, you go to Nintendo. I, I have a Nintendo Switch with 60-plus games because I love Nintendo. They are the Disney of video games because they can tell very silly stories with characters that I was playing since I was a kid and I continue to enjoy those stories. Now, Xbox is a different story. I like Xbox, especially Game Pass, because of the amount of games I get for my money, but it's the different types of games that that make this this uh, this Netflix uh, of gaming worth every penny. Okay, again, we went over the list. These, and again, I believe in my heart of hearts that come 2021 and 2022, all of these 15 plus studios that Microsoft has will eventually be cranking out these games. I mean, Zemi, what, what do you think about that? You're going to have to say that again. I've been chatting. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Well, what I was saying is that once we get to 2021, in 2022, all of these big 15-party studios that they have, potentially more, and I believe it's more, are going to be cranking these games. We're going to see more months like this than not. What are your thoughts on that? 
I see. So like whenever we, whenever I was kind of opening up what I was saying is I don't think that that is really a possibility of what we're going to see happen. I don't think we're going to see multiple Xbox first party games hit in the same month. Like there may be, you know, certain months that are kind of heavy that maybe we'll see, you know, three first party games, but I just don't think that Xbox has the ability right now as it is to stop booing me. (laughs) <laughs> to, to, to do this to sustain that many releases of first party games while also maintaining quality titles right yes. i just big don't fan, think that they fan. have the ability to sustain to sustain that um so i don't think that we're going to see you know um multiple first party games coming out every three months is it possible maybe eventually we might get to the point where we see one uh, first party game releasing every month. Sure. I mean, if they acquire enough studios, but that's going to take time. I don't know if we're going to see that by 2021, but that eventually could become a reality later on in this generation, which was kind of, you know, going towards, uh, among other things, what I was kind of, you know, uh, talking about with, I can't wait to, you know, I'm very excited to see how Game Pass evolves, you know, given time, right. given multiple, multiple years. I, I, you know, I can't wait. Uh, but I don't think 2021 is is going to be the time. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. One of the one of the things that's going to help them out, and this was a story that was run, uh, I believe, in the beginning of the week, where Phil's team uh, at Xbox Game Pass are working overtime to get more second and third party games. So again, it's it it. I don't think sure. that I don't I don't necessarily think that Xbox Game Pass could sustain itself just based on first party that I, I i'm not suggesting that at all sure. i mean if you if you look at the, the 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 three games that i've been playing one was first party sure mm-hmm. battle toads um so new Subulucky's tale third party and so was carry on a smaller a, a very small team that was a, you know a, 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 an indie developer so what what i'm suggesting though is if they can get one first party game per month which it looks like they might be able to do that they might be able sure, to sustain that, that's, that but that's possible yeah that but you also surround that said title with a bunch of second and third party games this this is why i think this this is going to be a success but not just in this country i think it's going to outside of the country where xbox has had trouble selling like we talked about joe mentioned it you know korea uh, Japan, th- 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 those uh, those those countries, Xbox really has been non-existent, e- and they've tried. Sure. It's just it it was not sustainable. But listen, I wanna I wanna move on to the uh, topic number three, which I it, you know we're gonna keep we're gonna keep with the uh, the the uh, the day and date, and I believe this is probably gonna close out today's show. And it's a, a, again, it's a, a a fun topic. I think everyone's gonna really dig. You know. With with games going day and date into Xbox Game Pass, you know, I want to talk about how the uh, Series X and and S launch uh, has been a bit of a mystery for not only myself, the great detective, but it, 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 to the community. We've been asking the question of what games will be there at launch, and I kind of think I got it figured out. But you know, in an interview in July, Aaron Greenberg talked about a hundred games coming to. Uh, the Xbox Series X and S. He didn't say S, but I'm going to say S at launch 
Uh, and his, here was his exact quote. We know a lot of our big third-party partners, whether it be Ubisoft, EA, Bethesda, Take-Two, or Activision, they're all working on great games that are going to be coming out this holiday. We're excited to showcase and show more of those big, big AAA blockbuster titles from those partners. We have over 100 titles available, and of the 100, there will be over 60 brand new games built for the next generation and over 40 titles that will be going back compat and uh, and, uh, do, and, then, and they're going to be fully optimized for the launch. Now, of course, of those 60 titles, he's talking about Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, um, Watch Dogs, Legion, you know, all of the big third-party games, but in there are going to be a lot of games going into, of course, Xbox Game Pass. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering, and now this is the list I was able to figure out, you know, based on a tremendous amount of, of research I did. Um, I have the Medium, which is going to be a launch title, and that's going to be big. And that's going to show off the power of the Series X because you're going to be playing dual um areas at the same time which i've never seen done before in a game it looks absolutely amazing i, I know zemi you're, you're not excited for because it it's a horror game but mm -hmm. i think you're at least going to have to try it um mm -hmm. i believe gear i believe gears tactics is going in day and date for the launch of the series x uh and that's going to be big because i don't have a pc to run it so i cannot wait to play it uh Micro microsoft flight simulator i believe is going to be there I, I i believe that the series x can handle that game uh, and I, I and that's going to be going into Game Pass. The Ascent. A lot of people have overlooked this game. I think it's going to be not only a high nine from most of the uh, of, of the of the gaming community, but I think that it has the potential because of the multiplayer aspect. Really bring a lot of people together. Uh, Crossfire X, which I was excited for, really to be honest with you, until of course Remedy pulled that whole you know, $40 for the upgrade graphics kind of a thing. And I kind of, I lost, I lost a little bit of luster for me because I don't, I, I love Remedy, but I can't support that tactic. Uh, of course, Yakuza Like a Dragon, we know that's coming out for launch. Maybe not for everybody. Uh, I've certainly played, I've only dabbled in the series. Not really my bag, so to speak. Uh, for me. What's that? Definitely for me. Oh, there you go. So, okay. So, right up your alley. We also have Call of the Sea. Smaller game, but still looked very interesting. Um, um, from what I understand, uh, Tunic is going to be available at the launch. Uh, and that's a game we've all been waiting for. That That is a spirit. So good. Yeah, that, that's a spirit. Played it at PAX East. So good. There you go. So we'll, we'll get to you in a second, Joe. And you'll talk about Tunic because that game looks fantastic. Made mm -hmm. by one person, by the way. Um, and the last one that I could come up with, and I'm excited for this because, again, I'm old, so I played this on the Game Boy when I bought my Game Boy for the first time, and Tetris Effect. And, Joe, you could speak on this. This is another, again, again as, as I have it for the PlayStation VR, but this coming to, of course, the uh, into Game Pass, yeah. uh, on, on, I believe, at launch. And, again, Maybe Tetris is, is too kiddy for you. Maybe it's not your bag. I, I hear you. I, I hear you. But th this is the launch list that I have come up with. So, so I mean, here's my question to you. Mm -hmm. We have, as, as a community, we're all very frustrated by all the companies uh, because Sony hasn't said anything more about the technical specs. We have no launch price. We have no launch date. We have a we have we have suggestions. We have theories. We have rumors. We have hopes um, and dreams. But we there you go. We have hopes and dreams uh, of Microsoft. 
they they were very talkative in the first half of the year, right? And 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 you know, obviously some things happened. They kind of you know that made them clam up a little bit. But we don't know the launch lineup. We don't know the price. We don't know the launch date. We think it's November sixth based on the lead controller, but we don't have anything in principle documentation. But I'm more concerned about the launch title. I mean, how long do you think they could go? I mean, without telling us what games are launching with this freaking system. You know, I, I, oh, okay. Bring oh, is it, is it for you or is it for me? I don't know. Is that, is that, is that, is that, yeah, go, we'll, we'll bring oh, Joe okay. on the back end. So, so I think that there is a very important distinction to make. I think I've tried to make this distinction many, many times on the podcast. And I could be completely wrong, of course. I mean, I usually probably am. Um, but I think the business model that Xbox is facing is different, where they are not solely reliant on launch titles, right? Like Xbox, in some ways, is picking up the, you know, uh, the 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 PC business model. I, I guess if they even have a business model, in in a way, it's very similar to that. Whereas PlayStation is solely, you know, dedicated on selling consoles. So for them having launch titles and for them having a very distinct, specific reason why you should go and buy a PS5, having those launch titles makes, you know, more sense for Sony because that kind of goes along with their business model, right? For Xbox, doesn't really make as much sense. I mean, yes, it's tradition, but other than that, it really makes no sense because, you know, in the same way, if I was going to go build a new PC so I could, so my games would look better, I wouldn't be looking for launch titles that are going to be coming out for that PC, right? I mean, of course, there's other reasons that go along with that, but, um, so I don't think ultimately that the launch title whole idea is is that important, you know, for for you know the Xbox business model. I think a lot of people get caught up in this because that's the way it's always been, and, and mm. we're we're sitting here thinking, oh my god, you know, what launch titles is Xbox going to have? I don't really think it matters because yes, they're going to launch for the Xbox Series X but they're also going to launch for the regular Xbox one console, right? Yeah. Almost all of those titles that you mentioned besides maybe two of them, the medium maybe will be an Xbox series X only game, right? Maybe right. that will only be next gen flight simulator. That's definitely going to be only next gen, but gears tactics could play on an Xbox one ascent Xbox one crossfire X. There is a demo for Xbox one. We know it's going to be available on Xbox one. Uh, Yakuza like a dragon, xbox one like all of those are going to be on xbox one so it kind of takes away from the whole launch title you know pedaz right it, it, it whenever you whenever you look at it as well it's going to come out for the series x but it's also going to come out for literally all of the other consoles that we've been playing these last you know, eight, seven years, right? It kind of takes the flair away from it so I don't think that the the whole launch title um, I, I don't even know what to call it. Like the whole launch title idea really holds that much ground where, you know, Xbox is concerned. It's just two very, very different business models where for Xbox, it just doesn't have to matter as much because it doesn't matter what the launch titles are because you could already play them on what you currently already own. The main appeal of the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S is that you're gonna be able to play all the games that you could play before but they're going to look better. It's the same idea of upgrading your PC, 
right? Yeah, that's a great point. That's um, a great point. Yeah. Now, now, talking about launch titles, I think that you are, uh, you know, kind of right on the money. I think medium, very strong chance. Gears Tactics, absolutely strong chance. Flight Simulator, I think it may be possibly pushed back, um, you know, just to make everything perfect for the Xbox Series X. But I mean, that's a very strong pick. All these other ones are very strong picks as well. I think uh, Psychonauts 2, you kind of missed out on that one. I think that one. I think they, I think they could. You know chance. what? You're right. You're right, Zemi. I mean, I actually had that in the list, but I looked it up and for some reason it said 2021, man. So Did I they don't know. It? Okay. So they changed it because it was 2020. So I guess, I guess they pushed it back. Um, but, but ultimately I, you know, I, I can't really argue with honestly any of these picks that you chose as launch titles, but I just really have to question the actual importance of them being launch titles compared to, you know, Sony's importance of having launch titles. I think it's, I think it's a very, very different thing. You know what? That's a great point. That's a great point because w w one of the things that has been uh, a drum that they continue to bang is their backwards compatibility and how some of their older games are going to look new. And if you are someone that may be new to the platform or someone coming back to the platform that maybe missed out on these games, you're going to get a chance to play them in the best fidelity possible. So that that is definitely something to look forward to. I, I'm just hoping that the, at this uh, hardware and services event that apparently has been pushed into September, which if you if you if you follow Tim Dog, uh, obviously, you know who he is. Uh, he seems to think him, him and actually Benji sales uh, seem to think that it's going to happen the second week of um, September, which makes sense because obviously mm -hmm. the first week being Labor Day here in this in the states, and kids going back to school, and still you know COVID being the the, the problem that it is, we it wouldn't make any sense for Microsoft to have that event. It would be muddled, in my opinion, by everything going on. I think that the second week seems right. Uh, Joe, I, I want to go yeah. to you because I know. Tunic is right up uh, your alley. It's it's on probably the top of your list of why you would want to uh, have Xbox Game Pass because we know it's going right into it. Um, but so what, what 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 do you think about the list I came up with? And did I miss anything? When do you think Microsoft is going to give us or basically quote unquote like the kids are saying, spill the tea on the launch um, lineup? What's today? Today is the twenty seventh of August. Jesus Christ, guys, we got it. Here's the thing. Like, there's like, it's gotten to the point where like, you're seeing a lot of people just go, can we just delay this thing? It's obvious you guys Dude, are Dude, you know something? As I know, Zemi, were you the saying the, the, the delay the consoles? I don't remember. No, but, uh, that wasn't me. I want my Xbox. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, want, okay. I want that PlayStation. <laughs> Look, man, I mean, I've been waiting so long in this generation too. to play PlayStation games, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, because I, 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 I want to play, I want to play Ghost of uh, Tsushima. Do not right. delay these consoles. I want them. Um, it, today's Thursday, so okay. Let's go. Let's get into like the the speculation town. Let's just fucking do it because you know what? They're not doing it. Might as well. Uh, <laughs> Thursdays today, we're gonna see Ratchet and Clank. There is a possibility that after that, very slim, PlayStation goes. Hey, if you like what you see, come join us next week. We got something for you. And that's where they're dropping because they they on their site and, and this has been this has been everywhere now. Like GameStop has had registration, uh, Best Buy has registration, Amazon I believe also has yeah. registration to get notified for pre-orders. So uh, Sony officially started theirs. 
which is big for them because this is like the first time in a very long time they've they have this online store uh, structure in place. Uh, the age of COVID has made things super complicated, mm -hmm. but um, I do I do have hope that we're going to see the reveals of these consoles rather soon. And um, so I would like to say in my heart of hearts, it has to be next week. We are getting way too late in this generation. This is to, a, this is unprecedented for it, sure. It is. And I mean, again, this is because of COVID. If this was definitely, we're going to see it in two weeks, uh, either Sony or Microsoft. I think at this point, Sony's going to go in first um, because of the registration, because of the Ratchet and Clank reveal. I do have a feeling in my heart of hearts they're going to show off this the um, the console and the price sooner than Microsoft, and I think that would then tell me that they're indicating that they have a have strong foundation, and they're going to probably then aim that console price low just to anticipate uh, Microsoft's move. But expect both of these consoles to be in the $400, $500 range. Expect them to come out uh, mid-November before Black Friday. That's yep. still a thing. But in the age of COVID, things change. And the one thing that we're, you know, no, you know, not a lot of people are talking about is the fact that what happens if we actually get past wave one here and enter into two, how does the winter season affect this virus? Because it's, it's real and it's not going away one day. It's, it's going to be here for a minute. So to, for, for us, it is as consumers, I am going to pre-order it once at a digital location, whether that's Sony uh, directly. And I will be pre-ordering one from GameStop physical. I got some hookups, so don't like to brag. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, like, so just in case, you know, we have to close up shop again in November, there's a fallback position. And I think that is the one thing that retail at this moment is scrambling to try to solve. You yeah, know, all the big problem, dude. It's a big problem. So I think both of them are coming out beginning or mid-November. And that's just going to be, we're, we're going to have to play it by ear. State of the... You know, the state of the union, state of the world uh, by that time is going to be very different. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, VJ, closing out today's outstanding and very emotionally packed show. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to I want to get grab your ear on this. Obviously, I, I made a list based on a lot of uh, personal feelings, a lot of logic I used. Uh, I actually went and found places that said 2020 holiday, and I put this list together. Uh, my question is, obviously... I, I know someone in the, in the chat, I, I missed it. He said the Falconeer is another one. I, I, I totally skipped that one. I, if that, that's the case, that, that Falconeer looks, actually looks really good. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing that on launch day as well. For you personally, how long can Microsoft hold out without giving us this launch list, launch price, reserve price, and, and more importantly, launch date? Um. I think it was John Linneman, right? That one of the consoles delayed. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. it was John. Yeah, he's well, one of many because now everyone is starting to kind of bang that drum a little bit, and people are like, you know what? Delay the systems. I say nay. Don't delay. No, Listen, don't I, do I don't it. care if I got to play old games. I don't care. Yeah. I want. <laughs> I want the consoles. So, so just my immediate reaction because I had something you spark. Someone spark spark something which I want to talk about in a second. Um, but you know. Um, even we're talking about launch, right? Not launch day, but the launch window, right? Even if you pick up the hardware in November, whether you 
whether you're picking up a new game, you're not going to pick up all 10 on, on, on the day of release. You're probably going to, well, we are probably, but I think Microsoft, if they have the games ready, will launch them throughout the Christmas period, right, and the holiday period. But I don't personally feel any frustration at all. Um, the two thoughts that came to me is obviously we know that Sony and Xbox are playing certain corporate games and strategies in terms of pricing. But either they're doing a really good job at building up the tension, which I think is pretty evident, right? Just uh, looking at um, Mr. B Badbit waving his hands about. And, uh, <laughs> and, they're, and they're just glad he's not pointing that gun at the screen. Um, they're, um, at, or, or the worst case is that there are fundamental delays with either the hardware or the games. So I just want to touch on the hardware. Um, I can say from from speaking to people in, on the manufacturing side that key components, and I think there was something about this in Forbes that were alluding to this, that manufacturing components were up to almost four times the usual price up until the second quarter of this year. Due yes. to so companies were, not that they couldn't buy, but they were holding back purchasing to a degree, right? Because obviously they still have to test the production lines. So they were buying what they, they thought that they could, but obviously no one can predict the future. But what I can say is that by the beginning of the third quarter, supply had caught up with the demand and prices for components and major components were back to normal, which was a huge boost. Production has always been, has also been back to normal. Not, not, I'm not just talking about PS5 and Xbox. I'm talking generally across all uh, businesses and industries uh, for a while. So, so hardware should be okay, but that's not a sign of availability in relation to demand. And I think that's a, we really need to make that important distinction there. And um, my point is, besides studios um, having troubles and, and software, you've also got to give maybe a little bit of uh, mind share to all these guys that are in supply chain all the way across China, Hong Kong, shipping, all the way over to the US. Supply chain and logistics, they've been enduring a really tough time because, because everything has been so unpredictable. Right. So and I think that's sort of now that they're getting Sony and Microsoft, maybe about now, especially with this email that's come out from Sony, they're starting to get a shape of exactly how things are going to pan out in terms of the hardware. Um, in, in terms of the more software delays, those can definitely and I, I know we've banged on about this. So I'll just repeat it for the sake of it can be associated with obviously the current events, especially since people and well, human beings have been working in less than ideal conditions during the pand pandemic and speaking to some developers as well. I mean, just sort of taking aback and not looking at them as a developer. I mean, everybody's got different personality types, the available space that they've got to work in, let alone financial difficulties. If a spouse or someone you're relying on or a roommate is, 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 is in financial difficulty. So everything is having a, like a, like an effect, you know, one on top of the other, but, on a side note, um, this is why I also think that launch titles for the next 12 months, uh, we should enjoy whatever we get. They're not going to tell us heaps about what these new systems can do. And um, maybe first-party offerings aside, but maybe they'll even slip into 2022. We, we don't know. And um, But what I will say, it's a human trait to adapt and uh, find, ways, uh, find ways to overcome challenges. And for us, and for us sitting here just wanting to get our hands on some new tech and a new machine and so, so on and so forth, I think the main positive out of all of this uh, is that we're not going to have to wait much longer, right, to know the answers to these bursting, but to, to these burning questions, right, that you've raised. Well, look, again, I, I think the frustration that has, has surrounded most gamers looking forward or towards the future 
I mean, I, there, there's obviously good reasons for it, but I, I think that at the in, in a in a year where we've had so much incredible horror from multiple points of views, whether that be from the COVID nineteen or the you know disenchantment with law enforcement or the government because of what's going on with the new election coming in November, this, oh, this fuck is Trump. Gonna, oh God, this, sorry, yeah, this is, that was this, crazy. This is oh, yeah, man. this is gonna oh. be a year oh, that we're looking. Yeah, we'll look back 20 years from now and, and we'll be like, you know, how, how did we survive this? So obviously gaming is at the low list of yeah. importancy, if you will. Uh, but 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 again, we, we need gaming. We need gaming. We need these consoles for more reasons than just wanting new consoles. I, I think that is uh, something that we're all looking forward to, kind of just to get our minds off of everything that's going on and having a fresh new console potentially too if you're like myself who's going to go buy both consoles i believe zemi you're going to attempt to buy both consoles as well oh yeah. um it uh it, it it's a, it's an exciting time and we certainly do not want those times diminished and we don't we don't want any more delays we don't want any more horror so it's going to be interesting to see where this stare down between microsoft and sony goes how long this game of chicken could last but uh you know what we're we're past the two hour mark this has been a great show but it's been a very an emotional show uh and uh you know what there was a lot of cursing today and and normally it's not something that we do on this show but you know what i the emotions do fly i had a frog and, in my throat a second, and yeah. uh, and you had a frog in your throat so i mean mm -hmm. listen it's it, it's it is what it is hopefully people enjoyed it and first i i, I want to thank the unbelievable in, and an absolutely incredible amount of super chats that came in today, uh, man! My goodness, the ge the generosity that is constantly and continuously shown to not only Double Barrel Gaming, of course, but to myself is just as there are there are points where I literally have no words for how generous this community has been. So, I, of course, I want to say a big thank you to everyone that not only donated, of course, but of course we had almost four hundred people here. Uh, and uh, that's a big deal because this is still a relatively small show, and to have that many people show up means that you are enjoying the content. Even though I might say some controversial things, or I may not agree with you, especially when it came to, of course, about Halo. I know I lost some subs over that, and that's fine, but I am going to be truthful. I am not going to sugarcoat it just for subs because then that's being a fraud. And uh, hopefully you'll come back. Hopefully, if you're new, you like what you heard. You like the integrity. You like the honesty. You'll, you'll sub the channel. You give me a thumbs up. And, of course, I encourage you if you didn't, if it's something I said that pissed you off, you know what? Hit the thumbs down button. I, I'm not going to be mad. It is what it is. But let's get everyone out of here. Uh, and we'll start with Zemi Games. Zemi, obviously, not only are you a key member to the, of course, Xbox Factor podcast, I think you are an important community member as a whole to social media, but also to your multiple YouTube channels, one of which you do guides, you do reviews, you, you know, you do other things, but you also have a mm -hmm. cooking channel, which we need to see some more Zemi originals, but also you have been doing a tremendous amount of streaming, which is awesome. Tell everyone where they can check out your work. Also follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so I, like Boom was saying, I do have two YouTube channels. The first one's called Zimmy Games, where I do a bunch of gaming content, uh, like gaming news, reviews, 
uh, and tutorial videos and like walkthroughs and stuff like that. Uh, and then my second YouTube channel is called Zimmy Eats. That is uh, more food oriented, if you will. Uh, I do a bunch of, uh, well, I say a bunch of, but I've only done one. Anyway, I, I am going to do a bunch of cooking uh, recipe videos and food reviews and stuff like that. Currently, I only have one video up there. I have been slacking. Uh, that, that, and I will say this, that that cooking channel is definitely on the back end of what I'm doing. Like all my gaming content definitely comes mm. first. Whenever I have time, I upload on that channel. Uh, but I do have a video, a cake recipe. It's actually my favorite cake of probably all time. I love this cake so much. And I actually made a video showing you guys how to make it. And that should be up on the channel before the next um, Xbox Factor podcast. So nice, look dude. look forward to that if you like cake. And I don't know who doesn't. I right? love cake. With a nice cup of coffee, we're talking. Now, yeah, we're, right. now we are talking. That's right. You know, during the French Revolution, I mean, uh, Mary Antoinette, you know, if, if they <laughs> actually did. If, exactly. Let them eat cake. They didn't give them cake. And you see what happened, right? They, so, they rioted. So, yes. That's right. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then I have... <laughs> And then I have also been streaming a lot on Twitch here recently. I'm actually scheduled to stream from four to six, uh, Wednesday through Sunday. Um, and I have not been keeping up with that schedule today or uh, here recently. And I'm probably not going to keep up with it very, uh, yeah, today because I'm about to go to sleep, honestly. Well, uh, but yeah, go, go to sleep, but also to make sure that your download is good for. Uh, oh, Tell it's me good. Why. Well, okay. it's it's if it's not good on Xbox, it's good on PC. Excellent. So, <laughs> I'm covered. Uh, but definitely go and swing by my Twitch, uh, my Twitch channel. Give it a follow, if you will. I play a variety of uh, different games on that channel, and I try to make amazing content on there as well as my other platforms. And then, of course, follow me on uh, Twitter as well at Zimmy Games. Uh, well, that, yeah. yes. So, well, thank you so much, and uh, really appreciate what you bring to this particular show each and every week. Real quick, uh, rounding out the super chats, and we certainly can't forget this one. Gamer by choice drops a very generous and outrageous ten dollars super chat and says, "I agree with Zemi with the virus. I wasn't expecting much with new games, so I will be getting Holy the Series shit. X and possibly the PlayStation Five to get better versions of current games. I just enjoy gaming. Great show, everyone. Well, yeah, we do. Thank you so much." For the comment thank you of course for the generosity uh joe you yeah. have a lot going on my brother you yeah, obviously man. uh i have the trophy room which has been gaining some serious followers and some ground and for good reason it, it's it's a show it's a sony based show that is a positive one and yeah. in there are some times where you will actually talk about xbox which you have done in the last couple of weeks for good reason. And we're not dicks about it, isn't that And crazy? you're not D-bags about it. That's right. <laughs> so tell everyone where they can follow you on social media so we can push you past the 2,000 followers mark and also about the trophy room. Uh, well, gang, right after this, I'm going to scoot on out of here because uh, there's there's some GameStop stuff's happening. We I, there was In the intro, there was a just a glimpse of Avowed, just a glimpse of like the arrow shooting. So who knows what that means, but I'm excited now. Uh, so... That said, everybody, you can follow me over at Mr. Badbit over on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at uh, PS Trophy Rooms to get all the latest and greatest updates on PlayStation and the Trophy Room Show. Uh, you can follow me at Badbit Games where we talk about all things games, whether that's news, reviews, unboxings. That's where you get the video version of the Trophy Room right there each and every Thursday. And if you're a podcast listener like I am, you could go to Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, get a chance to win your next uh next gen game on us follow us on spotify all that stuff it really does help us out the trophy room 
podcast made by the players. Everybody, I love you Take all care, so brother. much. We love you too, Joe. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the Gamescom, which I'm going to cover. Uh, well, I'm going to cover it mostly on tomorrow's show as well. Uh, VJ, why don't you do me a favor, brother? Tell everyone where, if they're interested in getting in touch with you, talking with you, potentially DMing you, and picking your brain about what you know about the industry and uh, where they can follow you. How do they do that? Um, thanks for having me on today, Boom. Thanks, uh, thanks, Emmy, as well, and the and the uh, and the chat. Uh, you can find me at Viewpoint Gaming. And uh, Boom, I'm sorry, I may not have quite brought the fire today. Maybe more of a candle flickering in the dark. But uh, yeah, I'll do my best to be on uh, on my best behavior next time. Nah, yeah, listen, dude, you did great. You, you answered the questions proper, and it's all that matters. Obviously, some listen. Some days we have the fire, and some days we have just a flicker, like you said. And it's all good, brother. You're welcome. Uh, obviously you're here for a reason and your expertise in the world of gaming from both perspectives is of course uh warranted and appreciated and of course i'll close out the show something that's important to me hopefully it's important to you and it's something that my dad taught me when i was a kid and he used to say son treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Enjoy Gamescom 2020. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Take care, everyone.